Hello and welcome to What Else Do You Do? I'm your host, Masao. I'm an indie producer in Montreal working for Studio Cut to Bits. And today our guest is Sunshine Kim. Please introduce yourself. Hi, uh, my name is Sunshine Kim. I go by, I often go by Sunstark or Sun online. I'm currently working as a character concept artist on Rainbow Six Siege. I actually worked on Rainbow Six Siege for a long time. I did not know that. You didn't know this? Oh, okay. I, I, I didn't know that at all. Yeah, but this podcast is not about uh, <laughs> it's not about Rainbow Six. This is part of our uh, Asian game developers working in the West mm-hmm. series of interviews. So um, what is your ethnic background? I'm from South Korea. I was born and raised in Seoul. And I moved to Canada when I was 19. And I barely spoke English. <laughs> okay. Uh, did... You moved here with your parents, or did you move no, here to myself. go to school? Okay. Yeah, I went to an animation college in Toronto. Not in Toronto, it's in Oakville. Is it Sheridan? Sheridan, yes. Yeah, so I came here by myself. Um, but uh, uh, no, obviously, my parents had to support me a lot from all the way from Korea. But uh, it was my first time going to a different country at all. <laughs> oh, wow. And then, and then it just had to be all the way from you know, Korea, it it had to be Canada. (laughs) So yeah, that was a long time ago. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, Sheridan has produced quite a few uh, animators that work in the games industry. And I guess, and other, other, other kinds of developers. Um, Even for me, I didn't think that I would be working in the game industry the first time. I thought I was going to be an animator, 2D animator. Um, a 2D animator, okay. Yeah, because uh, it's a 2D like a classical animation program, and they mainly focus on those like Disney Pixar mm-hmm. styles, very. <laughs> um, and I I was very like vague about the whole like industry. I didn't have enough knowledge in terms of the like I, I guess what I wanted to be in the future at the time. So I I just loved like animation movies like I, I loved 3d animation movies um so i thought just okay i'm just going to an animation school and then i'm going to be an animator and then only figured out that i don't like animating <laughs> uh, <laughs> three years after like you know like when i was entering the fourth year i was like i don't like animating it's <laughs> it's it's not rewarding enough it, it takes a lot of time to create like it actually animate something like two seconds of the animation it takes a lot of time to create that and it just it wasn't rewarding enough for me at the time it it's it is to some people of course and they're really good at their, what they're doing it wasn't for me and then i realized that i actually like painting more um so i want to i want to be a painter i want to be a concept artist but then at the time it was already like i was entering the fourth year i had to do the uh like animation films uh, for a graduation, yeah, uh, assignment. Your graduate project. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it was it was a mess. I I wish I had a plan. <laughs> so you graduated, and then and then what happened? Did you did you look for a position as a concept artist, or? Yeah, that's the part. I I don't know what I was thinking. I went to Japan. <laughs> After 
after gradu- graduating, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I was young. I, after graduating, uh, I had kind of like, uh, how to call that the postgraduate work permit the Canadian government gives you when you graduate from like when, when you have like a degree or a diploma in Canada, you, you get this uh, kind of free work permit. At the time I had three years and uh, I should have actually I should have started working right away. But I guess I was really tired after four years of um, education that I, uh, to be honest, I didn't really focus on that. Uh, you know, during the four years, I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do for the whole four years, right? So, and I only to uh, I only found out that what I actually wanted to do at the very last year. So it was a very exhausting journey, and I was like, I just just screw this. I just want to go to Japan, and um, I, I I think I just escaped, and I went to Japan for like six seven months. And okay. Where'd you my go? My official, uh, well, it was Tokyo, but like okay. I lived in Saitama, okay, um, at the border between yeah, yeah. Tokyo and Saitama, and okay. it was a fun time. <laughs> and my official reason to go to uh, Japan was to learn Japanese. Uh, Did I, you I learn was, Japanese? <laughs> I I can't read, I can write, but I I I think I can do a simple conversation better than my French, but. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was my official reason. I had a lot of fun. Well, if we then, if we ever hang out, we maybe we can speak Japanese if you like. Oh, uh, please do that. I'm like losing a lot because <laughs> that was like literally my only excuse to go there. And I came back to Canada because like I was, uh, you know, like after like a half a year later, I realized okay, I should really get back to life. <laughs> so um, I was starting to look for jobs. But even that, I I needed a job, not like at the time, still, I wasn't sure if I can be a concept artist or not. So I was applying all kinds of different jobs, mostly animation jobs, because it's something I can do, I thought. Um, usually for like cleanup artists or um, any like a entry position, animation jobs, um, poser, whatever. And then I applied one concept artist job for a uh, they didn't specify the project name, but it was like, it looked like a video game. And um, none of the animation studios got back to me. And the one studio that got back to me for an interview was that one concept art job. <laughs> <laughs> so it worked out. Yeah, it worked out. And uh, that, that, uh, that, that, yeah, that was interesting because I went there and the project they were working on at the time was Halo. Um, it was Halo. It wasn't. It was for Halo Five, but not for the game. But it came with the uh, animation film. So technically, it could be animation, but it was a more like a motion pic, 3D involved animation. They needed uh, more paintings, uh, background, background paintings. Um, so. So like matte paintings. Semi, yeah, matte painting semi. Uh, they wanted to be. It was very like they they were aiming very specific style. It's still had to look like painterly. It's not photorealistic. So it, it was something that I could do. Uh, it's, it's, uh, the, the title was uh, Halo Fall of Reach. It's based on the, the, the book. Um, so yeah, that uh, that worked out that after the interview, or well, during the interview, I fangirled a lot about Halo. <laughs> and I, I guess they liked it. I guess they liked that I was a fangirl and they sent me an offer like, 
five hours after the interview. Okay. <laughs> I came home, I, I took a nap, and I woke up and I got an offer. So I guess they were oh, really wow. in hurries. <laughs> and so, so was that in Vancouver or did you move to the States? Or That was in Vancouver. That okay. was in Vancouver. Um, but there was not a, like a long-term job. There was like kind of summer job. Okay. Uh, they needed to finish. It's like a contract. The, yeah, exactly. And uh, after that, I had to look for another job. <laughs> um, As you but do. like, yeah. And, and after that, I, I didn't really look back on the animation jobs. It's kind of, after that, it kind of happened uh, with the well, whole. Well, as soon as uh, you have one job on your resume, right? Like it looks, yeah. it looks like, okay, well, I can get more of these jobs. <laughs> that, yeah, I think that's what I thought. So I just ended up becoming, you know, video game concept artist. <laughs> And are you are you happy that you ended up as a? <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Okay. For sure. Like like I said, like after I graduated, I was kind of lost. You know, uh, I didn't really have a plan. Uh, I didn't know what I could. Do. I had to like juggle between what I could do and what I want to do. And uh, lucky people who can choose between who are just good at what they like. Uh, I wasn't one of them. I thought I could do animation, but I wasn't good at it. I thought I could uh, paint. I loved it, but I wasn't good at it. <laughs> so <laughs> it was it was difficult. Um, but like I, it ended up, you know, working out, and I'm I'm very happy with my position now. <laughs> Most of the people that I interview here are, uh, you know, second generation or further. Mm-hmm. So this question might be a little bit different for you. But how Asian do you feel now that you've lived in? Oh, North yeah, my, America for a while. My whole life. <laughs> it can't like I can't detach myself from my Asian heritage because again, like I, I grew up there, I was born there. Um, and I never tried to like, you know, I never tried to forget my heritage. It's always there. So uh it's a very interesting question how Asian do you feel like always? Um, especially I guess people living in Asian countries never left their country. They never feel like they don't, they don't always have to feel like, oh, I'm Asian. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just they see you just, you just people like them You're... all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but for me, especially in Montreal, it's hard not to think that, you know, that, that you're a- Asian roots. Um, I guess it's because they are a little uh, compared to Toronto or Vancouver. I lived in both like a three big cities in Canada and compared to Toronto or Vancouver, there are, there are less Asian. Oh, for sure. It's the least, and, least Asian out of the three major yeah, Canadian exactly, cities yeah. for sure. By and far. then even though I, I don't like, uh, how can I say like, even though I, I'm not like thinking about it, like it's it, people around me remind me like, not in a like aggressive way for sure, but like like I even like shared this story on Twitter <laughs> that uh, the internet uh, uh, technician had to visit me twice um, to install for the installation, and there were two different technicians. And the the first question they came in my uh, apartment. The first question was, "Are you Japanese? You from China? You know?" <laughs> so. How, what does this I, have to do with my internet? <laughs> exactly. I mean, they, I guess they're just curious, curious cause they don't see Asian people often. And my reaction, I'm not offended or anything, but like, just ask, 
if you're wondering, just ask, don't guess. That's, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it was, it was funny how like two of them, two separate time, two different technicians, first question, both of them had to be that as soon as they saw me. And for them, it's to start the conversation. I completely understand that. And I'm again, like I'm not offended at all, but it's just, you know, that's how, you know, the city kind of remind me of my heritage. Your otherness. Yeah. <laughs> so what is it like in Toronto or Vancouver? Like, are there enough Asians that people just like, they don't, they don't really notice it that much? Like, it's just not a point of conversation? I, yeah, actually, yeah. Because, okay, Toronto was the first city that I lived. Like, I, I learned English there. Um and I had different experience because I was most of the time I was a student there and all my uh, first year, all my friends were international, uh, you know, students. So maybe, maybe if I actually worked there, it could be different. You know, like me being Asian was never the centric topic because I guess they kind of know from my English at the time, learning, they already know that I'm an ESL. I don't know. It was a long time ago, so it's hard to, but it never, like, I just remember it never bothered me. It never, like, kind of, it was, you know, of course, there were a conversation like, oh, where are you from? And I say, if I say Korea, they always ask if it's south or north, you know, like, it, they would always come because it was way before the, uh, really? Yeah, people yeah. still. I mean that that just blows my mind. Like I know they. Wh- why I, I do mean, they think a random like North Korean person is walking around? Like are they not I, aware that they can't I, leave? You know it, it, exactly. I mean there are North there Korean are, but like, refugees here, but then they wouldn't say they're from North. But again, like people who would ask doesn't don't understand that kind of you know details. So they would just automatically. It's not a ask. light conversation to have. I, I know. know. I know. Like, so yeah, if I mean, it does turn out that they're from North Korea, that's like a heavy conversation that now you have to have. True, true, <laughs> true. You know, um, but yeah, that that was. Uh, I mean, that was that could happen. But uh, even like Vancouver was even better. That um, like there, were, I I feel like there are more Asian uh, population in Vancouver, um, and there are more Koreans, there are more Japanese, more uh, Chinese. You can see them everywhere, and that you can easily find like restaurants uh like asian restaurants that's that's kind of indication how many asians living in the city right um so again like being an asian wasn't a special thing in vancouver for sure um toronto compared to montreal montreal again like they have like a big uh you know korea town and chinatown so again it was not a big deal um i just feel like in montreal often people notice my background and then want to talk about it or at least like they throw it, you know, in the beginning of the conversation. So let's pivot uh, towards the, the games industry. How do you think your, uh, how do you think the fact that you are Asian has impacted your experience within the games industry? So I only have positive uh, experience being an Asian in, in, in Ubisoft, actually. Um, the 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 work before oh actually I didn't I skipped this part after uh, my second job in Vancouver I moved to Malaysia <laughs> and I worked there for like a year okay. and a half uh, and then I came back to Montreal so I was like hoping around the, the world so in Malaysia again it's it's an Asian country so I didn't really have to feel like I'm you know diff- I mean like the culture is different but like it's 
I guess it's out of our uh, conversation. So my uh, recent experience in like Canada, which is mostly Ubisoft, and um, being an Asian, not gonna lie, it's kind of a heavy topic to actually like dive into. But like, if I think about it, is I I think I only have positive uh, memories, like how I was able to voice up uh, for my culture. I mean, like I don't expect my team to fully understand, uh, let's say, like the details of Korean history, or like when they have to tackle. It. Sometimes it might be a big no, but that it's very understandable for them to not know that part, right? So I would you know, voice up, you know, this kind of uh, aspect or this kind of visual, uh, you know, might upset audiences in Korea, then then they listen, right? So if I didn't voice a war, if I wasn't there, it could have been shipped without anybody actually noticing, right? So like that kind of experience that I was able to speak up on my culture and then they respected my voice and they immediately made changes. Um, yeah, so that's the only uh, like uh, impact that I could think of as like you know that happened because I'm an Asian because I know the culture I was born and you know grew up there right. Um, other than that, it's it's just everyday job. Is is a concept artist doing concept art job? Yeah. Um, well, so, you started yeah. during the pandemic, right? At Ubisoft. True. True. Okay. Yeah. I was I was already I was in Korea. I I had to go back to Korea while we were having the conversation uh, while we were uh the um the application was during the application negotiation slash um and we like we know it's just another story but we figured out that this my pr process can be uh can move forward after i go back to korea so like i had something to wait wrap so you it have up. permanent residence now I do, but at wow. that time I was working on it. <laughs> and because of COVID, everything changed, everything dragged out. Okay. Uh, and it's, oh, it's, oh, it's a whole nightmare. I'm <laughs> glad it's over. Uh, but let's say, let's say uh, if Ubisoft was going to interfere my PR, it was going to jeopardize my whole uh, application. Application, okay. Because I applied from BC. Oh, yeah. And, and here the, it's Quebec. Quebec, so. Quebec is a different country yeah, when it it's comes to different, yeah, yeah it's different it's, systems so. yeah so uh i got my pr through quebec and uh, uh it was warrior <laughs> what a warrior i yeah so like i was kind of like, stuck in between and uh i had to go back to korea uh because my visa wouldn't connect and if ubisoft wants to like a speed up because they're in quebec it, it would actually jeopardize my whole pr process so i had to go back to korea and wait there until it's approved and thanks to covid it took 20 months. It was going to take less than six months if it was a normal time, but it took 20 months, a very painful 20 months. And when it's taking that long, they don't tell you when it's going to be over, right? Like it, you're just like waiting in the dark. Well, and it was like that for me. Like basically they're like, basically you put it in your application and they're like, well, we'll get to you when we get to you. And then when they right. opened the application, it was like, from there it was like four weeks. But it was basically like no communication for almost the entire time. And then like, they're like, we opened your file and then like it was approved in like a month. <laughs> it's like. That, yeah, that was my case, except it took me 20 months. And uh, well, <laughs> was like, it, I think mine was like 11 months. Oh, my God. Yeah, still. Yeah, it's it was. 
Yeah, well, I mean, we're here. <laughs> um, but it's like, over. thanks. That's, that's I know all I it's have over. To say that, that yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm glad it's over. And I cannot thank enough the people at Ubisoft for understanding my situation. They were like, you know what? Everybody's working remotely anyway. So go back to Korea. Let's work remotely from there, and let's just wait until your PR is being approved. So. Yeah, like they were very understanding of the whole situation. They still wanted to work with me. And um, I was worried because usually in this case, if anything that involves visa, it happened to me many, many times. If anything involves work permit or PR visas, not like fully cleaned up, they could easily drop it off. They were yeah. like, yeah, we're just going to look for other candidates. Yeah, it's, it happened to me many, many times. So I was very nervous even after they gave me an offer and then when we were figuring out the whole visa situation. But they were like, you know what? The team really wants you, so let's just work it out. So I've been working with Ubisoft since 2020 September. So like almost a year and a half, I was in uh, Korea. Did you have to like be up super late to like have meetings or was it just mostly email or? Uh, here's the thing. They never forced me to, but like I wanted to participate in the meetings and everything. So uh, I voluntarily uh, kind of like leaped backward. <laughs> yeah. So like a, like a upside down. I can say the 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 when your sleep schedule is completely flipped. like basically you were working the night shift <laughs> yeah yeah basically yes yeah. so i would i would uh start working um uh around evening in korea time and then all the way till like three in the morning and then go to sleep wake up around um like noon <laughs> so that kind of became a life pattern for like a year and a half and it's not healthy <laughs> you're that's not that's not a like a normal state for you no yeah it's it's um i mean like i know that it was it was easier for me to live like that because again like i can somehow overlap my work time with a uh, time in montreal so i can live chat with my team uh, i can participate in the meetings and everything so it would make my work easier but my life just whole rhythm was just not <laughs> yeah not I mean, human how do you, at all. like it's i mean it's really difficult to like live life when you're again like i'm that. glad it's over <laughs> <laughs> before i started working for ubisoft i i had a part-time job working for a, a clothing retailer and i was actually i worked uh like the like the overnight stock shift so mm -hmm. i would i would go to the store when the store closed and then we would like me and the rest of my team would like basically rebuild the store. So all the fold, all the clothes and put, uh, so the, so the, the shelves look beautiful in the morning. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. and, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of an, ex it was a, I, I guess I was there for like maybe four months, like during like the Christmas season. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And how did it impact your health? I mean, I was kind of, th this was in my 20s and I was kind oh, of crazy anyway, yeah, but you're uh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have been up and drinking at bars anyway, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, but, uh, yeah, it yeah. was, it, it was, it was difficult, but it's over. I'm glad that I like every morning in, in Montreal, I, I wake up and I go to, well, I turn on my PC and, and my uh, workstation 
that's you know that's basically going to work from my bedroom to workstation <laughs> um but like I, I i think like man this just it's i know it's normal but it feels so new to me <laughs> <laughs> well um we've been going for a while so i guess i think it's time to wrap up can you give us a final thought about being asian working in the west i can say it's not that bad <laughs> i mean i guess um Again, like I, I, I never stopped, uh, or I never forgot about the fact that I'm a foreigner here, and it's always not a bad thing. It's, um, I mean, it is what it is. I, I knew, uh, that I'm going to a foreign country, and I knew that I wanted to work in a foreign country. Um, so that realization never gave me a negative impact, you know. And especially when I'm surrounded by people who respect that I'm different from them, that I came, that I have different background from them, and being different is not a bad thing, you know. <laughs> so uh, I I always uh, thought that um that my unique background here, and everybody has unique background, but like my background that they don't have, uh, I, I try to you know use it as my strength. <laughs> You know, that means I know something they don't know, you know. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, it, it's been working so well. And, uh, I don't know how to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, it's really great to hear that your experience has been really positive. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really glad to hear that, uh, you know, the Rainbow Six team is really, uh, you know, open for open to input from you know, uh, people from diverse background, because it is a game that is loved and played by people around the world. So I'm really glad that, you know, people from different, uh, different cultures are getting their representation met through, you know, people like you and other uh, that are on the team and having to having to, uh, being able to have a say in, in the in the content. I think that's really great. Oh, yeah. I, one thing that I can tell is that they uh, tell is that they really do care when it comes to representation. And um, if, uh, let's say, I'm just like saying based on my experience, I'm not going to talk for someone, but like based on my personal experience, if I raise a flag uh, for anything cultural or, you know, uh, with my knowledge that could be, uh, uh, that could cause any negative impact to the community, they listen, they listen and take very seriously. So that's why I feel like I'm in a safe work environment um, that I, I don't feel like uncomfortable uh, voicing off or stuff like that. So I'm very thankful. <laughs> well, thank you very much and uh, have a great afternoon. Yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you to Dave Wallace for providing the music.